Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello, everyone. Happy holidays and welcome to USA Global TV and radio. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck, the president, founder and chief listening officer here at our network. And we are celebrating our team members, our fans and our sponsors. I started recently sending out awards for recognizing people and I'll continue to do that over the next few weeks as we gather for an award ceremony where everyone will be invited to come on stage and share what they've been doing for the last year. So look forward to that information. But for today, our show is The Listening Mentor, and our topic is You Just Started Dating. When do you share your secrets? Joining me is the star of our show. She is the Harley Street stress expert. She's also in competition for the title of Queen Bee Speller, and she's a talking head expert. She's also one of our elevated listeners, and she is the star of our first children's book in the series, The Amazing Adventures of Lady Ella, the Listening Mentor, and the third book, which is Lady Ella Has Afternoon Tea in London, which is taking place at the British School of Excellence. Let's welcome her without further ado and pick her brain about this interesting topic. Hello. Yeah. How's it going there? Well, I tell you what, with all of that, I'm exhausted. <laughs> well, we, were just, we were just talking backstage about something I think is really important because you shared something that I think a lot of people have similar times trying to accept. You had an amazing year. You accomplished so much, but you didn't realize it until... I wrote my newsletter. I actually did my newsletter and it was really late. I did it yesterday. And... I couldn't fit everything in that I had done, I had achieved, and some really key things that I couldn't fit in. I, When I started to do it and I was choosing stuff out of the diary, I just thought, oh, my gosh, I did that. And, oh, yeah, I did that. And I did that. And, and then there's been two big awards this year, one in April, which I'd forgotten about. So, uh, yes, it was so cathartic to do it. And I highly recommend anybody does that because we forget. We keep moving through the year. We do things and we forget what we've done. And I'm actually feeling really good that I've achieved so much. Congratulations. I'm super excited for you. And of course, honored that you are such a big part of what we do here today and excited to share for those who don't know that Caroline has been awarded certificate of recognition for rookie of the year. What does that mean? This is a woman who has so much expertise, but not as much in technology. And you were feeling a little how when, when you first started doing these programs. Well, I must admit, and I'm going to be very, very confessional here. I didn't think I was good enough because I didn't have the tech ability. 
and I was slinking and hiding behind a blank wall for more than a year, hoping that you wouldn't notice. <laughs> what is that? Is that a blank wall? No. <laughs> <laughs> and I was really afraid because I didn't know what to look for with a green screen. And I was really, really afraid. I didn't know how to put it together. And slowly, slowly, I felt you encouraged me that it wasn't such a big mountain for me to climb, although it felt like it. And I was challenged. But slowly, slowly, you helped me feel competent and confident that I can do it and I could do it you showed me what lighting to get and how to set it up and the settings and and then this is where we are <laughs> I've actually taken pictures of my setup in my living room and showed it to people and I've showed the setup in pictures to one of my promoters that I was working with when I was speaking on stage and he said wow that's amazing <laughs> Well, Caroline, on that note, and for everybody out there, let's give Caroline a round of applause. Woo! Well done. Outstanding. I really take that on board because I was not in a good place about the tech. And I feel like I've really achieved a lot in the tech. You know, I, I feel like I've climbed a mountain I never would have done without you. I'm so grateful to your support and your help. Well, thank you. You were open to it. That makes a big difference. So as we uh, move on to our topic today, have you ever had this situation where you meet somebody for a date, you get past the hello, how are you? Nice to meet you. And all of a sudden you find out every single dirty detail that you didn't want to know about every person they dated before you about why it didn't work. It's all her fault. It's his fault. And you're thinking, I need to get out of here. Has that happened to you? Uh, yes. And I must confess, I probably did a bit of that myself <laughs> before I realized how it wasn't very good because I was looking at the responses, because nobody kind of teaches you this stuff. You know, you don't really know, especially when you're young. Um, and I was very impressionable. And at 17, I'd come out of a very long relationship. And, um, and, and then I was single and meeting people. And I was just telling them everything because I didn't know any better. I just left school, just come out of this, you know, sort of schoolgirl relationship. And you learn, you know, learn the hard way. So I was one of the culprits. <laughs> And, and I have to confess that it was only by the feedback that I was getting that that people were saying, you know, well, I'm uh, heavy maintenance. Uh, I think that was the word they used or, um, you know, that uh, that I had a lot of baggage. That was the other comment that they would make, you know, oh, there's a lot of baggage with you. And and then I stopped doing it. And what I did was I just started going out and enjoying myself and having fun with my friends and dancing and you know sort of being in the whole spirit of everything with my friends and slowly but surely I stopped talking about it talking about the stuff that didn't work because I was having far too much fun and I was looking like I was having fun and then I was much more approachable so yes it is a trap that we can easily fall in I'm being really open and honest you know it's confessional time because I didn't know any better and I'd been you know, in a relationship from 14 to 17. And I just didn't know how else to do it because it was the very first boyfriend and, you know, and it was where it was in terms of, uh, it was all on my mind. And that's what we do when it's really in our mind. The uh, invitation is to, 
get it off your chest, you know, whoever you're with, but they're really not interested in your past. They're interested in who you are and how they can get to know you. And they want to know about you, not the things that you've done with an ex-boyfriend or an ex-relationship. So my invitation is to tell them lots of things about you and leave them guessing. Don't give them everything. Leave them open, wanting more for the next date. I got quite cute in the end and I did say, you know, they asked me some things and I just say, well, I'll tell you that next time I see you. And and that made me, you know, sort of the intrigue, the mystery. Oh, and I never kissed because, you know, sort of that was, you know, it's very innocent. And I never kissed on the first date. I said, oh, no, it's the first date. I can't do that. Wow. We're getting all these secrets now. <laughs> you know, well, this is a secret thing. You know, it was a different time back then. You know, I mean, that was 1981. It was a very different um culture and time um that I grew up in you know we would grew up with Jackie you know when it was how to kiss your first boyfriend because we didn't know you know so it was a very I feel it was quite an innocent time for me and for a lot of people that I was uh, going out with so we we were girls together having fun and that's how it worked for me so I looked confident because I was having fun and that's what they're attracted to Men, you know, um, so certainly from the man being attracted to the woman, they're attracted to somebody who knows how to have fun, knows how to have a good time, is comfortable in their skin in terms of being able to enjoy themselves without having to be with a man. And then that's the person that they want to get to know, not the person that's had lots of dates. Spot on as always. Thank you. And I want to look at it from another, I would say a different perspective, which is, let's say the person is not talking about former past relationships, but let's say that they feel inclined to just tell you about their home life or their health or their finances. They want to be honest so that they know that you really like them for them. And at the same time, when you start spilling all these things, you could be turning them off. So there's kind of a line there as to when do you open the kimono and say, okay, I'm glad that you are interested in me, but I just want you to know that when you get me, you get the full package. You get uh, you get my dog and you get my three kids and you get my bills. And you. so do you keep the kimono closed the whole time or do you say, hey, I'll give you a little beak, but just close it back up. I believe that if you do that, it's like um, it's like sort of um, getting married. You know, you're almost saying, you know, this is me, this is the whole of me, and uh, do you want me? Because this is our package, and when can we get married? And that just doesn't happen. You know, we we get to know people from a place of feeling comfortable with them. And if we go, just go straight in and tell them everything about every little detail, then there's not a lot for them to find out or learn. And it might be that that's how you were with one relationship or when you're on your own and you might actually find that you change and you're different and you're much more open and more chatty and more friendly and more sociable and more laughing when you're in company so it's about allowing the person to get to know you as a person uh, without giving them the warts and all because 
you know, they're not going to get married to you. So it's of that, of that first date. So it's much better to have some fun. You know, this is a time to relax, to have some fun and to be light in your uh, experience with them. And then if, you know, sort of you are looking at uh, making it serious and, you know, sort of organizing a marriage and a, a date to get married, that's a bit different. You know, you might find that when you're with someone that um, you start to change and you start to lighten up and you start to become a happier person because that person has opened you up and made you feel happier. I love that. Now let's look at it from another perspective. What if you decide I'm never going to tell him that I, I'm never going to share with her that this happened and you enter a serious relationship. It doesn't have to be marriage. It could be just a commitment that you make with your closet full of skeletons or your secrets that you don't share. Is this a good approach? And again, we shouldn't judge. It's not good, but healthy. Let's use healthy. That's a really interesting perspective because I believe what's in the past is in the past. We're not, we are a product of our experiences. If we constantly regurgitate what's in the past, we then move the past into the present moment. And so there is some schools of thought to not spell out everything of your past, you know, because we're not our past, we're our present moment. And so what happened in the past is not who you are being in this moment in time. And so if you had, say, for instance, an awful relationship or a, um, a, an emotional breakdown through a relationship or uh, a, a relationship that was um, narcissistic, then I don't feel that that would be an appropriate thing to share because it might have been where you were then, not where you are now. And so they're not buying you for you being in your past relationships or experiences. They're, they're entertaining you and wanting to be with you in your current moment of your present self. Now... I appreciate that. What if whatever happened to you in the past creeps into the present and impacts them? Well, if there's been, for instance, an abusive relationship um, that will start to appear in questions, in behaviours. And so the person that's dating you will start to work it out. Um, and, and so, you know, your behaviours will just appear again, you know, because we are, I call it a revolving door. If you've been uh, emotionally, physically or mentally abused in one relationship and you haven't dealt with the experience in terms of feelings and emotions, the trauma of that relationship, then what will happen is you will go and be created. You will go and create another experience of that type of relationship with someone else. And that's because everything is frequency and vibration. It's not that one person is wrong or right. It's just that if we are unresolved in the emotions of a trauma, then we start to relive it in our behaviours and in our experiences with other people. And so if you have been mugged, for instance, um, you will find that people that have been mugged when you speak to them, they have been mugged multiple times. And 
and then you know or that if they're a complaining person they write letters to their council the government and you know sort of they're always writing a court letter to somebody you will find that that's their normal um, response and behavior that they will be writing letters to different people and always in some kind of court case or some kind of procedure and so the evidence of who they're being in their everyday will appear in their behaviors and their responses. It's a lot for us to think about. It's, it sounds like people replicate the same behavior patterns over and over because of the decisions they make or because of the experiences that they've had in their life that have really left an impression on them, whether they're aware of it or not. Absolutely, because what we do, the natural, the instinctive thing to do is to push down the feelings and emotions, especially if we've had a traumatic experience, like a bereavement or a difficult relationship or a narcissistic relationship or even, you know, sort of a, a challenging um, situation in the workplace or lost a job. You know, there's all sorts of traumas and challenges that we have to face in our everyday you know, you might have had an accident and then suddenly you're fearful of driving a car, you know, or you're fearful of, you know, going out on that particular street, you know, because you were mugged there. So, you know, the the body remembers, it has a memory and the mind recreates the memory of that experience. And then we become the memory that recreates over and over again. And the body naturally, because it's a protection mechanism, the body naturally pushes down the feelings and emotions to protect you because its first place is protection. It doesn't want you to be hurt. And when it pushes down the emotions and feelings, the escape route is the mind. And when you push down the emotions and feelings, then you think, talk and analyze through everything. And you'll hear it in people, you know, they'll be describing a situation or describing an experience and they'll be talking you through it rather than experiencing. So they will talk about an experience that's about to happen without them actually wanting to experience it because I'll want to talk about it to death and not feel comfortable. It's like they'll keep putting off doing something because they want to talk about it. And that is a sure sign the person has shut down their feelings and emotions and the escape route then is the mind. So then they're not experiencing life through their sensory and experience true emotion. They're actually experiencing it through their thinking and analyzing through the mind. Caroline, you share so much beautiful expertise and knowledge. Tell us a little quick segue about your work as a therapist on Harley Street and the types of clients that you work with and the con concerns or conditions that they have in general? People come to me with all manner of symptoms. But some classic, some key ones that people to come to me with are things like, um, I can't sleep, or they've uh, just had a relationship breakdown or a marriage breakdown, um, or there's a bereavement in the family and they don't know how to deal with it because at school, college, university, nobody actually teaches you how to handle the emotions of a breakup in a relationship or a bereavement. That it's not it's not on the curriculum. We don't know how to do it and we kind of have to work, work our way through how to respond. And so because we don't know how to respond, what happens is it gets locked in the in the body as a trauma and so 
sometimes people come to me with trauma of undealt with bereavement, bereavement issues, which is undealt with grief, um, undealt with uh, childhood issues in terms of trauma, um, childhood abuse. Uh, it can be uh, emotional, physical, uh, or um, mental or sexual abuse. You would be very surprised how common it is for people to have childhood issues that they've never handled that appear in their relationships and their friendships in their adulthood and they never work it out so it can be it can be as wide as it's tall in terms of it's whatever is stressing the person out and usually they reach out because there's a relationship difficulty there's uh, a stressful uh, work situation that they're not handling and the number one in all of it is that they're either aching and paining or they're not sleeping. Now, when you don't sleep, that affects your emotional center, that affects your functionality, that affects the way that you are responding in your everyday. And that, that moves you over the edge, that causes you to suffer in your daily life. Um, and the way that I help people is I offer an initial free consultation. So if somebody calls up and says, I'm feeling really anxious, and um, then I speak to them and find out what's what's going on that's causing the anxiety, because that's anxiety then is uh, something that they're, they're struggling with in the mind. And to cure, to sort, solve anxiety, for me, that's very easy. Um, so I get a lot of people that have a very a lot of mind things like anxiety, stress, uh, depression. And those are very easy things because as soon as they're in awareness of those mind constructs like anxiety, stress and depression, then in that awareness, it can be changed. Uh, most of the time, they're not aware. They just think that's how life is. Uh, so from that perspective, people are in a whole they don't know how to solve a problem, whether it's physical, emotional, mental behaviour. They don't know how to solve it. And they're going round and round in, in stress or depression and in situations that they just can't handle. And usually they're reaching out at that point when they've tried everything else. I wish they would come to me a bit sooner than that. But usually they've tried everything else and it's not worked. I offer a free consultation. They can reach me on email no more stress at live.co.uk to book in um, or they can call me on plus 44 if they're international at zero if you're local 7523 120189 I offer a free 30-minute consultation over zoom skype or even over the telephone if that's easier for you I don't want to alienate anybody if they're not interested or feeling comfortable in front of the camera I certainly wasn't comfortable in front of the camera for a long time so I understand that some people aren't so over the phone is completely okay too. Caroline thank you so much for your generosity and for always being willing to help people and I hope whoever is out there watching or listening now or in the future contacts Caroline so you can start feeling better get to the root cause of the bottom of what's going on with you and your life. A question I have when it comes to dating. So do you feel in your expert opinion, working with clients that they need to be mentally and physically healthy in order to start a relationship? And the reason I bring this up is many times I've heard people say, well, I can't date right now because I 
this or because I uh, have a pain in my neck or I hurt my knee or I have to wait until I feel better. What are your thoughts about this? It's fascinating, isn't it? And it's a very, very good point because whatever is going on for you will show up in that person that you date. Wow. So if you have problems with the neck, for instance, that will then show up in the person that becomes attractive to you will also have physical ache and pains. Or if you are looking for your other half or your better half or somebody to complete you, what will happen is that you will find another half a person, somebody who's looking for their other half. So this will be two half people coming together because they're not feeling whole by themselves. And if you're half of a person meeting another half of a person, two halves of a person don't make a whole person. And then you become codependent. So this is a really interesting dichotomy because some people are looking for that person that completes them, that person that is their Mr. Right or Miss Right, uh, that person that will complete the things that they don't have. My invitation, and it is simply an invitation, is when you are a whole person showing up as 100% you and not needing anyone else to complete you, you will then meet another whole person that doesn't need another person to complete them. And you have a much better relationship. I think that could be a new movie, The Two Half People. <laughs> <laughs> We hear this though, don't we? You know, All I'm looking the time. for the half, or, or even this is my better half. You know, and when you're thinking of yourself as half a person, then you immediately create this codependency in the relationship, which is really unhealthy. What are some other things that you've observed that? are immediate red flags when it comes to relationships. So for example, I'll give you an idea. If someone is constantly complaining about their partner and they've been doing it for months or years even, but yet nothing changes. They don't change, the partner doesn't change. And then they come and see you and they're bringing you the same story again. Is that a sign that they don't really want to deal with it or they're in denial or is it it's actually true whatever we're complaining about if we're actually putting the finger out there and saying you do this you know pointing the finger out at the other person it's because there's something in you that's suppressed and it's coming out in the other person so whatever you're suppressing it gets expressed in your external world. I know this is quite, you know, sort of deep stuff. You've got a deep subject here tonight, Dr. Jacqueline. Um, and when you push it down, what will happen is it will show up in your external world, in your relationships, in your friendships, in your family situations, and in your new uh, relationships and your, um, your current relationships. So it doesn't have to be somebody that you're physically dating. It can be actually a friendship uh, if there's somebody that's having a difficult time within their work. And 
and you're having a difficult time but not saying anything but you're complaining about the other person always complaining about it it's because you're not complaining about it so that you are then uh, what we call transferring it onto the other person to handle your stress it's fascinating you know this because you can see it um when you're not involved in it you can see that it's happening between couples and it's challenging to watch because when you witness it, it feels very uncomfortable, very, I call it icky. But when you're in it, it's just that there's this need then to be right. You know, I'm going, it's your fault. You did this. That's why this isn't working. You know, and when you're pushing the blame onto the other person, it actually causes more harm to you because you're pointing one finger at the person and three fingers to the power of the thumb back at yourself, which means it makes you disempowered in the situation. And thank you so much for your expert knowledge and experience. And I, I have to say for anybody watching or listening, I'm always throwing these, <laughs> these curveballs at Carolyn. She never knows what to expect. And yet you're on top of all of it. So <laughs> something that I want to just have us touch on is during the holiday season, Many times right before summer, when summer starts, people in relationships will decide that, uh, you know what, this isn't for me anymore. The summer's coming. I'm going to get out there, see what else is out there. Or the holidays are coming. I don't feel like buying any gifts or going to her parents' house again. This is a great time to break up. And then the new year comes and maybe or the end of the summer and they get back together again. And it's kind of like a, a repeat pattern of behavior where people are, uh, I don't know that they really are concerned about the other person or maybe they have commitment issues. I'm not really sure, but I've heard of this over and over again. What what does this mean? Well, it's it's a, a number of things. First thing that you have mentioned is commitment issues. So there is a commitment issue that's going on when they're almost looking for what's what's on the other side. You know, the must the grass must be greener on the other side. So I'll I'll ditch you when there's lots of people around. You know, and I'll go and go and, you know, have a, a play and a find out. And then when they realise that the grass is not greener on the other side, then they come back when it becomes winter time. Um, it's not wrong. It's not right. It simply is what happens because we're human and we always think we're missing out. You know, you know, is there somebody better? And summer is uh, always an interesting time because, we seem to be much more happier in ourselves because of the weather, uh, because uh, the sun is shining and uh, and we feel better, you know, and we have uh, much more energy. And there's, there's a difference, you know, between the summer and the winter. And there's uh, a lot more of the happy chemicals running around in your body. So you feel good and you feel energized and you feel smiley because the sun is out. And when the sun is not out and it's cold and wet and damp like it is in, in Britain at the moment, um, then, you know, it's then then it's not so easy. And we want to snuggle up under the duvet, you know, with, with our nearest and dearest and somebody that we know well. And, uh, you know, because we're not needing to make an impression on them anymore. Um, and then comes the um, opinion, better the devil you know, rather than one you don't because it's the comfortable factor. The person that you feel comfortable with is the one you go back to. I have a phrase for it, I call it the revolving door. 
you know, that you you go in the door and you're expecting, you know, sort of something different. It's the same old, same old, same experience because you're in the experience. So even though there's different people, different names, different times, different situations, there's always you. And if you keep getting the same experience, it's because there's something that's going on for you because it can't be everybody that you're seeing because this constant is you. So there'd be something in you that's creating those experiences. I know this is really deep. This is a really deep subject. And, and I'm feeling, you know, this is the day before Christmas Eve and we're really going deep. But these are the kinds of things that come up in relationships where we're freer to say it's your fault. You did this, you did that because it almost absolves us from it. But when we do that, we then lose the ability to change things and we lose the ability to control what's not working. And so then we feel disempowered in a situation that we've created that disempowerment. I agree with you. And I think as an extension of what you're sharing, that many times the holidays are pivotal because people are not on the same page or there's so much pressure for everyone to get along as additional family members gather or people are traveling. Let's say people are traveling uh, in New York or on the East Coast of the United States where there's a huge storm. That, that's a lot of stress. You're at the airport, the flight's canceled, the kids are cranky, whatever the case may be. Or even to your point, you're there in London and you're freezing. And so, <laughs> and so I'm here in Florida where it's absolutely beautiful. And I just went outside running. So it's, it's, a, it's a different scenario, but the pressure is there because the environment is conducive to our moods. So there are times when people will not get along during the holidays and maybe they'll just tough it out until next year. And they say, you know what, this is the time to make my break. And then they start dating again. But it's also important if you are leaving one relationship to take the time to get to know yourself and also what was your role in the relationship and what could you have done differently so they don't drag that into the next one. I could not agree with you more. Have yeah. you seen those people that go from one person to the next person to the next person? And there's always something wrong with each relationship. And it's something similar, you know, oh, she does that, oh, he does that. And it's the same thing. And it's like, you know, not all women are the same, all men are the same. And we start saying that. But when we're listening to our friends and other people, they're not having that same experience as you. You're the one that's constant. And I absolutely agree with you. It is vital to take time on your own to work out what feels you because you might still be in that relationship in your mind and the things that weren't working so i do endorse having some space having that that time to rediscover yourself you know what do you like doing what do you not like doing especially if you just come out of a very long relationship you almost have to learn to get to know yourself again what do you like what do you not like because you've um maybe compromised a lot and done a lot of the things that your partner does um and then you've lost some of you in that relationship and certainly that's what i did when uh, my marriage broke down i did all sorts of crazy things i um I did a bungee jump and uh, jumped off a crane and uh, onto a 
you know, sort of it was a 15 foot uh, bungee jump. I um, uh, rode in a uh, crocodile. I think it was crocodiles. I've got quite sure alligators. I can never remember. The Brits don't remember what it is. And it was in Florida um, in, in, a, in a swamp that was natural. Um, and I'd never, you know, my then husband told me that I was useless and I couldn't uh, row a boat. And there was just me and another girl. And uh, I was the one at the front and I had to learn. And it was a technique. And I actually landed up doing it really well. But what I did was I was forcing myself to find out what I liked, what I didn't like. And I was stretching the boundaries of who I was versus who I thought I was. And I learned that I was a little bit risque, you know, doing all these things. I um, did uh, arrow breaks from my throat. I did a bar bend from my throat. I, I break boards. Um, I did all sorts of crazy stuff just to work out, you know, who the hell I was being and, um, and, and find a place that I felt comfortable and confident to be me. And I appreciate your transparency and sharing that. And that's what it's all about. I got together with some friends and uh, got the nicest compliment, which was what an incredible journey you've been on. And it's great to see the joy in your eyes and that you've arrived. And the reason I bring that up is because everything doesn't happen right away. It would be nice if we could just snap our fingers and then we're exactly where we're supposed to be with the person we're supposed to be with or we're not with anybody, but yet we have to learn all these things and we have to continue walking through the door. And that's what I would encourage people, whatever your situation is, to try something, to be open to something that you've thought about, that you've wanted to do, but that you haven't done maybe because the person you're with told you not to do it or they're not interested in doing it with you we're talking about legal things of course let's not get crazy <laughs> <laughs> but you don't know where your journey is going to take you unless you put yourself out there and i think that's also important caroline i'd like you to touch on this in the last few minutes of our show what if you are in a relationship with someone and your likes are completely different? And so basically you're spending a lot of time by yourself or with other people doing these things and they're doing something else. Is that a, a healthy way to be? Or I guess it depends on each couple. Yes, it does. It absolutely does. Because if you're the type of person that wants to share everything with your partner, then having separate things that you do might actually not work for you because you're a sharing person. You want to do things together. Um, and then I also feel that it's really good to have different interests because then you don't get bored with each other. No, this is very simple and yet, you know, quite laughable. But if you've got a couple that are going off doing their own thing and enjoying their own thing, when they come together, they actually come together in much more of an inspired and enriching way with their sharings of their experiences. And so then that couple doesn't go stale, you know, because there's always something new and keeping it alive and keeping it fresh. Whereas if you're doing everything together um, in terms of your social, your, your um, uh, partying, your engagements and your friendships and the activities, then they know all about the things that you're doing. And so then it's about sharing that with friends, with getting a wider uh, friendship 
group together so you can share it with them. So I actually feel that it keeps your relationship fresh if you do do some activities on your own or with other friends. Because when you come together, it just makes it more interesting and more fun. You have something to share for sure. Now, in the case of being in a relationship with a partner who is jealous and starts insinuating things, starts bad mouthing you, putting you down because you're doing things with other people. What do you suggest about that? Is this the right relationship for you? If this is happening, you know, why is it happening? Is it because um, there's something that you need from that relationship? You know, because that's not a comfortable place to be if that experience is going on. Um, and if the person essentially when they're being quite jealous and, you know, um, behaving that way, they're behaving from a place of insecurity. And so is it that you need somebody to feel insecure, to make you feel secure and feel good about yourself? So you have to look at what's your part in that, because that can be a codependent relationship that you need someone to feel jealous and insecure to help you feel important and loved. So it has a double-edged sword. And if you're not insecure yourself, that would mean that you wouldn't attract someone like that. Ooh, you hit the nail on the head. I love that. So for those of you who are out there watching or listening, if you're in a relationship where one partner seems to be jealous are you the one who is also jealous or are you actually the mirror reflection this is this is exactly what we are everything is you everything is mirrored um but sometimes we disown those parts of us so if there's um that insecurity in you that you've disowned it you've pushed it down because you don't want to handle it what happens is energetically, because we're all vibration, energetically, you will attract someone that is expressing that insecurity for you to, for that to come up for you, for you to handle. Uh, when you're not looking at your own stuff and handling it, what will happen is that it's all the other person's fault. But then you'll find that when you go into another relationship, the same thing happens again with someone else, because your insecurity is fueling that relationship, that next relationship, the new relationship, so that they they free their frequency will be the same as what yours will be in terms of the insecurity that you're suppressing, they will express to you. Everyone out there is now looking at their relationships and <laughs> taking a, a an account of what's going on. So we wish everyone a happy relationship and we want everyone to find joy, to find peace. And of course, what we're all about on this platform is education, inspiration, hope, and of course, a little bit of entertainment. And we just encourage you to follow your heart, give your heart, help someone else. And if you're in a relationship that isn't working, maybe take a, a few steps back take some deep breaths and look at it with a fresh pair of eyes. Contact Caroline. She can help you. She can help you sort things out. And uh, sometimes I think people get 
nervous or concerned when they reach out to a therapist or a counselor because they don't want to make a change. They know they need a change. They know they're not happy, but they know that they're going to have to let go of something or someone possibly, and they know they're going to have to put in the work. And when they think about all these things, it's just like piling up. And I don't have time for this right now. No, no, I'll just stay where I am, even though they're not happy and they only have one life to live. This is, oh, that's such a powerful statement. We only have one life to live. That's so true. We are here really for a relatively short time, you know, and uh, if, you know, on your last day of your life, what would you be thinking of? You wouldn't be thinking about all the terrible things. You'd be, you'd be thinking about all the joyous things. That what we do is we suffer the difficult things that we're here to experience. We're here to have a human experience and to feel and to experience emotions. But what we do is go through a torturous time at times, which we don't need to do. And the, the trauma resides in the mind. And all you need to do is move out of the mind and drop into the heart. And then there is peace. There is no trauma or drama. There is unadulterated peace when you come from your heart. When there is no mind, there is no trauma and there is no challenge. There is peaceful, calm state of being. And when you come from that place and you go into a relationship from that place, all there is, is harmony. And if there isn't and things come up, it will be easier to resolve when you're coming from a place of your heart rather than from your mind and needing to be right. Because everybody is right from the way that they see things. No one's wrong because how you see something is how you see something. And so you are right. And how the other person sees it is from their perspective. So everybody's right. But wouldn't it be wonderful if we could have compassion for people's different perspectives? Absolutely, Caroline. Thank you so much. Can you please share with our viewers and our listeners how they can reach out again to get that free 30-minute stress buster consultation? Yes, you can reach me on email, no more stress, exactly as it sounds, the three words, no more stress, at live, L-I-V-E dot co dot U-K. Uh, reach out, tell me where you're, where you're uh, from and uh, what the issue is and, um, and then, you know, what good time, what the times that work for you. Uh, or call on plus 44 if you're international, zero if you're local, 7523-120-189. I really look forward to helping you live in a better way and literally bust your stress. You can follow Caroline on Facebook. You can also follow her on LinkedIn. So please do reach out. As I say, as often as I possibly can, our team members are here to help. They are providing their time, their expertise, their education. They want to hear from you. Don't be sitting there saying, oh, she doesn't know. She wants to hear from you. This is all about positivity, inspiration, and hope. So you can follow Caroline. You can reach out to her. And when you walk through that door, you will see how your life has changed. So we are wishing you the happiest of holidays. We're asking you to remember that if you are in a place where you're alone or you feel isolated, this is one point 
of time, one moment in time. And the next moment could be better. The next moment will be better. Just reach out, connect with people, network, ask for help in whatever way that is, depending on your situation. We look forward to seeing you again. Caroline will be here next week. Yes, that's right. Yes, yes I'm here next Friday. I'm not here um, on the 25th because that's Christmas Day. I'm not here on the 26th because in England, that's our Boxing Day. So that yeah. is a Christmas Day. Um, and then I'm traveling back on the 27th. So I am here on the Friday and I look forward to having a new year um, show uh, to bring in the new year. You know, the, the show before the last uh, day of the uh, of the new beginning of the new Absolutely. year. I'm excited to share that space with you as well. So thank you so much. Stay warm and I'll be in touch. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. And thank you again to each and every one of you who is watching, who is commenting, who is following, who is reaching out to our team. Believe me, we feel it. We appreciate it. It makes a huge difference. A few quick announcements. Again, I just want to congratulate Caroline for earning Rookie of the Year Award. And I'm sure she'd love to hear from you as well. You can find me on Facebook and see where it's posted and you can reach out with your comments there. I also want to welcome our newest team member. She is with the British School of Excellence Poland. She is a certified elevated listener and her name is Leanne Milton Lataka and she works with Mr. Philip Sykes. I also want to let you know on Monday we have a very special show. We had to change the date so even though it says Monday the 19th it's actually this Monday coming. It's talking peace around the world with our international broadcasters Mr. Ian Palm Turner, Daisy Gideon, Helena Shard and Mr. Al Sini and you can watch our show on Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and that's also 8 a.m. in Australia time. And then finally, I also want to welcome another new team, a team member, Kenley Davenport. Kenley is joining us with his own show starting next year in February. It's um, a roundtable show that he's going to be hosting himself. So we welcome him and thank him for joining the team. Thank you again. I appreciate it. We'll be right back with Pet Psychic Amina for our last show of the day. Goodbye for now. Thank you.